It's the IPL betting hub. It's the Ashes latest and a T20 blast preview asking, why are some sex panthers on the loose? It's cricket, only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 195. I'm Ed Hawkins. We're punters for all conditions on the cob. For weeks we've been doing the biz on the tracks in India. Now we're switching our technical skills to green English seamers for the blast. Versatile is the word, a word which also describes Sam Collins. I'll tell you your word for it, Hawkins. Um, I think that's uh, your way of saying we've got an IPL match to cover, a look at the best pitch betting angles for the final and previews for the T20 Blast in England. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti of betting.betfair, does that float your boat? It certainly does, sir. It certainly does. Lovely stuff. And uh, SportingLife.com's Richard Mann loves a blast on a wet one in the Midlands on a Wednesday night in uh, in May. Almost Uh, June. Don't you, Richard Mann? I, I, I don't know how to respond, but hello, Sam. Hello, hello, Hawkins. What's on the show? Yeah, look now, Super Giants versus Mumbai Indians in the IPL on Wednesday. It is the Eliminator. We've got a special Ahmedabad pitch report ahead of that final on the Sunday. A T20 blast outright preview and the best bets for Middlesex Panthers versus the Surrey Lions. Of course, that's on TV on Thursday. Oh, the Panthers, um, the age-old brand of the Panthers. Uh, plus the early Ashes market update, the treble clacks and the best bets. And returning hero, Eddie Rivers, on a three-week winning streak on the five-point challenge. Uh, without further ado, let's get on with it. The English summer has arrived. England play Ireland on June the 1st, previewed on Cobb 196, by the way, you may remember. Um, that's a warm-up for the Ashes, which starts on June the 16th. Uh, so we better check in with the guys to get some early warm-ups done ourselves. Uh, Betfair Exchange have England's Cavalier Bunch at 2.34 to win the series. Australia are the favourites at 2.18. Um, Ball, what Ball, uh, the drawn series, a repeat of four years ago, that would be, is 7.0. Um, Richard Mann, England are in trouble aren't they? Well, there's just there's just so much to take in, isn't there? I mean, it wasn't so long ago that Ben Stokes was talking about having having eight Premier fast bowlers ready for this series, five test matches packed together. Um, but that's gone already. Joffrey Archer is out. Ollie Robinson at the moment, he's, his ankle's in a boot. We don't know how serious that is. Jimmy Anderson's tweaked to groin, although he's expected to be fit for the first Ashes test. Um, then you've got look at the other seamer, Mark Wood. He's going to need to be looked after early in that series because Manchester and the Oval, the two quickest pitches in England, they're the last two test matches. So I think they'll really need to to save save Mark Wood for those. So, so Stokes' plans are already in tatters in terms of the bowling. And then the batting, we obviously had the Ben Folks news last week. Now, whatever you think about Ben Folks, I think England have, have, have taken a real gamble with this middle order because Roots had no cricket. He's been carrying drinks in the IPL, as has Ben Stokes. Harry Brooks had plenty of cricket in the IPL, but he had a nightmare out there. And Bairstow, he's, he's making his way back from injury. He hasn't made runs for Yorkshire, really. So so that middle order is either undercooked or out of form. And then with the injuries to the bowlers, it's certainly not ideal. It's not the end of the world. They still have time before the series starts, but it's definitely not ideal. 
We didn't even mention the lesser spotted Ollie Stone, uh, Richard Mann, who I'm not entirely sure even exists. In Absolutely, just another one. He <laughs> gets near England. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, are you excited for this one? Well, obviously. Um, I mean, look, we ha- we're, we're just finishing the best betting event of the year in the IPL, but an in- any England Test Series nowadays is really a betting heat of, that very few other things can match, um, especially a Ashes series when it's virtually hard to split the two teams at the start. I mean, we've seen this new style of cricket is absolutely perfect for betting. We saw everything last year, some amazing turnarounds in games and also the t- real extremes in the innings. You know, we're, I think we're guaranteed to see really big scores, whether that's a 600 somewhere or 150 all out, both of which are going to be big odds. I think we've said before that the last thing you want to be doing with England right now is playing un- under or over the par line. You've got to go with the extremes. And um, another thing is, of course, that ideally in betting, you want a situation that is hard to price up, and that's what England are now. Um, especially with injury doubts as well. Um, runs, right in his runs, just one example. Another thing would be what happens when we get traditional bad English weather. What do we do with a draw price? Because generally we've come to the conclusion that draws just don't happen in England games, but we've got to factor it in this summer. Okay, lovely stuff. We're going to skulk over to our friend Hawkins, who's uh, promising a, f- a few nuggets. Uh, yeah, just to make the point that don't get uh, caught up in the noise about the urn, uh, retaining the urn, regaining the urn, who cares? Win the series or you lose the series. That's what we're betting on. Uh, and for that reason, it's also worth remembering that Australia have not won in England since 20, 2001, rather. So they've, they've, uh, there's no win in their last five series in England. They should have won last time, but uh, Tim Payne made a ridiculous decision to bowl first at the Oval. Some people were surprised that Payne was revealed to be a wrong one, wasn't he, with that text, that sexting scandal. Well, if you were back in Australia in that series, when he did that, you knew he was a wrong one then. So Australia, they failed to beat poorer England sides than this one. So I think it's going to be very tight. And I'm going to repeat myself a lot through this summer on that sort of stick. And I'll also repeat myself on the series scoreline, England 3-2, Australia 3-2, 5.6, 6.5 on Betfair Exchange, respectively, on the series score, because I don't see any draws happening at all. England will just put time back into the game. Going to have to lose an awful, awful lot of overs for there to be a stalemate in this series. Thank you very much, Edward Hawkins. Betting supremo, moral arbiter. That's uh, lovely, lovely stuff. Um, there'll be an Ashes Cobb special as well, folks, and no mistake, so don't miss that. Uh, now let's deal with the here and now as it's IPL time. In sport, what's just as important as the goals, the glory, the roar of the crowd? Yes, it's the halftime break. Time for a breather, a reset to keep everything on track. In sports betting, Betfair's safer gambling tools help you do that too. Like timeouts, so you take that all-important half-time break. Or deposit limits, to help you keep count. Manage your play at safergambling.betfair.com. Simple ways to stay on top of your game with Betfair. 18plusbegambleaware.org IPL betting time, now that Ashes nonsense is out of the way. Proper cricket, this. Uh, who writes these scripts? We've got a game to preview on Wednesday between the Look Now Super Giants and the Mumbai Indians. But first, the final will be played at Ahmedabad on Sunday. What do we know about the ground that may inform a wager, Hawkins? Yeah, a few stats for you. No toss bias. 188, average first inning score at Ahmedabad. 
this season all time. It's at 166. Get a pen and pencil, write these down for Sunday. 177 is the average score to win batting first all time. Ahmedabad power play, 47.4 is bang on the all time with the all time average this season. Death overs, 51 versus 55 all time versus this season. Gujarat Titans to squeeze that six over line if, if they get to the final. Straight to the pitch master, Paul Krishnamurti. Uh, any related angles for the final, Paul? Well, um, let's just start with the usual caveat that each ground does have different strips. And one of them, I might have bad, is a road where 200 is the minimum. Uh, 25% of first innings in the last five years get 200 or more. So keep an eye out early on to see if it's that one. But otherwise, this is a relatively low scoring ground, even with the numbers that Ed just said that are markedly up this season, as they are everywhere. Um, still only 55% of first innings hit 170. And three games ago here, 130 was defended. Um I would also just know, even though, again, we've had only limited evidence of it, pitches get slower as these tournaments go on. Um, and let's take the last seven years of Qualifier 2 and the final at a range of grounds, which are on average better grounds than our Medabad for getting runs. Um, only one was 200 plus, and 57% of them, eight out of 14, were sub 160, which these days is going off at 3 to 1 on be over um now i think we've got to raise it by at least 10 really given what's been happening but i still think that 170 will be a very good score given that there are almost certain to be very good bowls on display certainly for either gudra or chennai and it may well be both of them i think we'll be able to lay 170 at odds on so prior to seeing that pitch and whether it is that road strip or not i'm thinking lay 170 at 170 and 160 at about 1.35 Okay, uh, over to Richard Mann. Well, well I'm, ju I'm just looking at the games this week and amazingly, at the time of recording, Gujarat aren't favourites against Chennai Super Kings. Uh, I expect them to get through, but I wouldn't be surprised given the prestige of the other sides left in the competitions if the Titans didn't go off favourites. Um, I'll be backing them maybe in scorecasts or, or just in the outright market. I, I still think they're going to be value on Sunday. I think they'll get through and still be value. Okay, lovely stuff. Uh, big love for Richard Mann now. His uh, Schubman Gill outright bet on top. Uh, he needs 50 to get past uh, Faf Duplessis. Fill us in, Richard Mann. Do you take some sports books 11 to 10 as a saver on Faf, maybe? I've been thinking about this the last 24 hours, but no, look, this is a position we, we really wanted to get in. Uh, Gill, get close to Faf, um, and then the, the other, because we knew he was playing well, and then the other part of the bet was that we didn't really think RCB would, would qualify for the playoffs and thus Gill would get a couple of more cracks at the whip. He's in that position now. Hopefully he can finish the job. I, I, look, we're on at 9-2. to two. That was the bet. We're in the position we wanted to be, so I'm going to let it run. Okay. Um, You've got to stick with that. You've got to stick with that bet. Okay, in United, United front. Um, let's see which uh, which of Look Nice Super Giants and Mumbai Indians could be involved in that final. Now they meet on Wednesday live on Sky Sports, three p.m. from Chennai. Two point three Look Nice Super Giants versus one point seven five Mumbai Indians on the Betfair Exchange. Um, Hawkins, do you fancy getting low down for us? Yeah, uh, the possible elevens for you uh, as if they were batting first. So 
LSG, De Kock, Karan Sharma, Mankad Stoinis, Panja Badoni, Paran Gautham, Bishnoi, Naveen and Mohsin. Uh, Karan would come out for Fakur. Uh, if they were batting first, Fakur, the bowler coming in. Uh, Mumbai, Rohit, Ishan, Green, Yadav, Vadhira, David, Vishnu, Vinod, Jordan Chawla, Berendorf, Kartikeya and Tiagi. Uh, Madwell would come in for Vishnu, Vinod for uh, the, the batter out and bowler in. Uh, Mumbai India's got the worst economy rate of the qualifiers, 9.60 in the field. They, well, they hemorrhage runs. Uh, uh, LSG much tighter, 8.5. Uh, Mumbai scored 9.6 with the bat versus 8.8 LSG. Um, and just as an aside, Mumbai 1.3 economy rate inferior to Gujarat. Just to uh, highlight the gulf between the teams there. Pitch spinning, slowing in the last three games. Mumbai well beaten at the Chapuk last time. On a slow one at look now. LSG won by five runs on the head-to-head. Uh, Mumbai made 139 at Chennai, and they were beaten by six wickets, as I mentioned. Uh, eight overs from Krunal and Bishnoi in that head-to-head went for 53 runs. OK. OK. Um, I think we know which way Hawkins is leaning. Uh, Paul, what's your thoughts? I'm with Biggs. I'm sticking with my free tournament tip look now. And just to say, um, we won't do another COB until... This is over. If look now I've reached the final, I'll be cashing out that bet. I was on eleven point five, was in the best bets. Um, I, I think why not? I mean, they've snatched victory from the jaws of defeat several times. Um, they must may feel like their names on the trophy. They won this game last week quite convincingly, despite being in a lot of trouble at one stage. And I just think they are much better suited to a slow pitch, which we look highly likely to get at Chennai. They've got an army of spinners um, and other bowlers who bowl their slow conditions like Stoinis and Naveen Al-Hak. Um, Mumbai are superb with the bat and that gives them a chance in any game. I'm surprised they qualified because they are so unbalanced, but I do still believe they will come undone somewhere and this could well be the situation. And certainly I would not have the bet in that one-sided pre-toss. OK, uh, Richard Mann, who wins this game? Uh, I'm in full agreement with the guys. I mean, more meat on the bones. Uh, Mumbai's resurgence, it's all been at the 1KD, chasing massive scores on flat pitches where their, their aggressive batting lineup could do the business. But they've lost it at Chennai already this season. They were hammered by CSK. As Ed said earlier, they lost at look now, two turning pitches. The scores are coming down at Chennai in the last few weeks. They really have come down. It's getting harder and harder to bat on. And I just think look now's team is more set up. It's more well balanced for that sort of... For that sort of challenge, I think Mumbai come on unstuck here. Okay, Paula, run strategy, please. Um, not dissimilar to Ahmedabad. Um, Chennai is a very good ground historically for backing unders on runs. Only 37% of first innings hit 170 and over half hit 160. So I'd be inclined here to say lay 160 at maximum. The maximum I think you'll have to lay at is 1.6, but Anything around that's a good bet. Okay. Um, any generals? Any sort of any general strategies, um, fellas? Trades, fancies? Uh, Richard, you first. Then Paul. Well, I'm keen on look now, so I'll be doing a couple in the man of the match market. Steinus, who's got a heck of a strike rate in this already this season, uh, he's batting brilliantly, and I'll probably go for Pandia, Colonel Pandia. 
bowled a really good spin all season uh, and has been batting as well. Um, and I think the margin market's really interesting here because I think if it's low scoring, he's got the potential to be, in, in terms of numbers, look like a close finish. So look now, two wickets, 11 to 20, is 17 to 2, three wickets, 21 to 30 runs, uh, or four wickets, 31 to 40 runs. I think I'd probably do all three split sticks. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti. Unders on sixes. Um, the line is not up yet, but given that between them they average 17 per match, I think that line will probably be 15.5. I would have thought lowest possible 14.5. And going unders over the years of that line pays big at Chennai. Um, likewise, there's a, an exchange market in which you can bet 10 or fewer. That would be big odds, 10 or fewer. So over the last five years, only 22% of matches see 15 or more sixes at Chennai. And that, I think, will be the line. Um, and as regarding the 10 or fewer, 59% of matches fall into that category. And that, I reckon, will be about a three to one chance. Okay. Okay. Um, where are we going from there? Players to follow with Edward Hawkins. Yeah, or maybe players to get against as far as Mumbai Indians are concerned on the matchups. You head to heads against. These look now bowlers are not good numbers coming back from the computer. Yadav averages 16.5 against this LSG projected attack, uh, which we've just listed for you. There's four outs for him and 56 balls, which isn't good. Rohit averaging 26.3, Ishan 24 on the same metrics. How does some of the LSG players go? Well, Stoinis, absolutely outstanding. Richard mentioned him a few seconds ago. 174 runs off 97 balls against this Mumbai Indians attack with one out. Uh, nine to one for man of the match. He was man, man, man of the match in the head-to-head. -head. Uh, 16, Ravi Bishnoi, if we think it's going to spin for man of the match. Tens, Krunal, Richard Mann also mentioned him. Um, I might also mention the trade on the tie. Uh, could be going off around about 34 on the exchange. It doesn't have to move much to be making profits on all sides on the lay button. OK, uh, Paul, anyone to follow there? Well, uh, Ed has put a slight downer on my uh, general view, but four to one about Suryakumar Yedov is surely still too big, given that he is the top scorer in the side and probably the best T20 batsman in the world. And this is after being top scorer for the series comes after a terrible start to the tournament. So I think four to one's there. For the bowlers, um, look, it'll probably be a sub. But I think you've got to back Akash Madwell, 4-1, to one, be top uh, wicket-taker. He is averaging, um, his strike rate is 13.5. He bowls two of the last four overs, so uh, guaranteed ball at death. And that 13.5 strike rate is superior to any of the regulars in this lineup. Okay. Oh, one more, also, I'll just say very quickly as well, on the man in the match market, Rich mentioned... Um, Back in a couple of look now players, I agree with that. The two that I would like they would be Ravi Bishnoi at sixteens and Avino Hack at sixteens. Okay, uh, Richard Mann. Well, I've mentioned I'll go for Steinis and Kunel in the man of the match market, and I agree with Paul about about Sukhama Yadav. He he he's just a class apart here, and I think. In challenging conditions, his game against spin is just so good. I, I would take him over the rest. Okay. Okay. Uh, straight back to uh, Paul Krishnamurti now because I'm pressing this. It's the treble klaxon. 
Okay, so we're going to have um, four to one Surya Kumar Yedav, top Mumbai batsman. Four to one Akash Madwell, top Mumbai bowler. And then the Ashes to be a draw at 11 to two. Okay, thanks very much, Paul. Marvellous stuff. Uh, best bets and the five point challenge still to come. Now it's the T20 Blast preview. T20 Blast is underway. Um, Wretched Man and Edward Hawkins have spent much of the weekend working out why Lancashire and Derbyshire were playing at Edgbaston, but for some reason, they're confident of giving you some winning advice now. Um, here's the outright on the Betfair Exchange, all subject to change, of course. I won't give them all, otherwise we'd be here all night. Um, don't at me. Uh, Birmingham are favourites at 7.4, Surrey at 8.2, Lancashire runners up last year, and Somerset are 8.4, not a 9.8. Hampshire uh, last year's winners and Yorkshire are at 10s, Sussex and Kent at 14s and, and everybody else. Well, who knows? Um, Richard Mann, um, are you a fan of this competition betting wise? Question mark. Um, any strategies or things to look out for as well, please? I'm a fan in terms of I think there are really good opportunities, but I get frustrated at how, how little matches are priced up or you just get the outright market unless it's a Sky game. So you have to look out for the Sky games and try and make your money there. But sort of three grounds I want to talk about runs here. I don't want to steal Paul's thunder, but Leeds is just a great place for, for betting runs nowadays. Forget about the olden days, seaman swing. It's all about runs in white ball cricket. Last year, some phenomenal scores here. Um, 200s, we've got a 238 for five. Uh, we've got, what did he get? Seven scores of 200 in the blast, and it was very good in the 100 as well. Trent Bridge is always a good place to bat in white ball cricket. We know that England have brought records there. A little bit more inconsistent last year, but I think that was because of Nottinghamshire's approach. They try and just win the boundary count at all costs. Um, and sometimes they imploded. They probably worked great last year anyway, but we got some extremes. And I think when they get on TV, bet the extremes. We've got a 247 for six there. We've got a 261 for two there at Trent Bridge as well. And another scarf 200. And then one more I'll throw in there. Derby is a really good place to bat nowadays. Um, lots of scores, sort of 170, 180, 190. Derbyshire actually a decent side as well. Always underrated, but they can really pack a punch. Strong Pakistan connection now. Mickey Arthur, former Pakistan head coach has brought in two more very good signings they'll always go off odds against when they're playing Yorkshire Lancashire but they beat Yorkshire last year they beat Lancashire last year um, so they're always they're always underrated Derbyshire if you're watching um, they play knots on the 9th of June at Derbyshire I think there'll be runs in that one and then we've got Yorkshire and Lancashire coming up as well on the 1st of June on Sky Sports I think there'll be runs there at Headingley Oh, uh, lovely stuff Richard Man. Um, what you got Hawkins? Uh, yeah a couple of northern teams to follow uh, to continue with the theme, Nottinghamshire and Lancashire, I like, and they're in that betting that you've listed. Sam, in, uh, in the top two for net boundary percentage, uh, not 20% boundary, boundary percentage with the bat. Hit more boundaries, you win 85% of the time in T20. Uh, they've got a freely on the plane to join up with them. At the minimum, it's a trade on the outright, I think. Uh, and they've got a very strong batting lineup. Alex Hales is in there. Colin Munro is in there. So they're two players we like. I think they're going to go very well indeed. Uh, Lancashire, how about this for the top four of your top five? Butler, Salt, Livingston, 
Mitchell. Uh, bowling's not too bad either. Gleeson, Parkinson, Hartley and Saqib. Lancashire 8.4 on Betfred Exchange. Uh, expect them to go very well indeed. And also mentioning uh, Yorkshire just briefly, that road at Headingley is a negative for them in terms of getting deep into the tournament because uh, you've got to win the home games. But it's such a great level of that pitch that uh, they struggle and they've got an inflated boundary percentage as a result of it. So don't get fooled by those Yorkshiremen. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, um, we often tr- talk about trading match odds, um, but what about outrights? A longer form of discipline, but maybe something you're keen on? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I do it throughout most T20 events. Um, I'm convinced in general the outright betting in T20 cricket is much more predictable than the odds suggest. I think that the betting tends to bet, even that the same applies match by match, seems to assume that this is a lottery and it isn't at all, not by any stretch. Um, I think that during the tournament, points on the board is usually understated. And I think tournament pedigree is constantly understated. Um, I mean, there's not a massive profit in this example, but, you know, I've said for the last few weeks, just keep backing Gujarat because they were always going to shorten to this 2.5, 2.6 kind of level. Um, and likewise, um, Ed and Rich tipped up golf giants for the International League earlier in the season and I think we all pinpointed the big bash top three at different stages of that event so um, I'm going to sit this tournament out in terms of a pre-tournament tip but trust Ed and Rich here and trade their teams from the start I think Okay, who do you fancy for the blast Richard Man? I'm going to put up Surrey here this year probably not very imaginative but they were very good last year they were sort of playing the new age T20 cricket and they were they were lucky to lose to Yorkshire in the quarterfinals they lost players to England due with that awful one day series that there was no need for England to be playing really hurt Surrey but I think for me they were the best side in the competition last year and I think they can make amends this time around Okay lovely stuff a blast preview coming up next for Middlesex versus Surrey on your telly box Right then, we start this section with a, a big question for you. Who would win in a fight between a panther and a lion? Or perhaps we could just chuck them both in a coliseum which whatever, with whichever cretin came up with those names. Because this is, in fact, all about Middlesex versus Surrey in the blast on Thursday, live on Sky Sports, 6.15pm. Um, and here is Hawkins to uh, give us a lowdown and maybe give us an answer. Uh, dreadful name, Middlesex Panthers. The Sex Panthers, the only T20 team to be named after an aftershave from Anchorman, I believe. Uh, and, and that also stunk the place out, which Middlesex are very adept at doing with this uh, name. They're a dreadful T20 side. This is how may, they may well line up. Eskenazi Holden, Peter Milan, the South African. Good, What a great signing. He's got a career strike rate of 117. Uh, I'm being silly. Cracknell Simpson. Holman Harris, Tom Helm, Higgins, Wallowatia, Roland Jones. Uh, no Berendorf, no Green from last season. They're going to miss those two. Sorry, Jax, Roy, Evans, Pope, Sam Curran, Tom Curran, Nareen, Sean Abbott, or Dan Worrell, Jordan, Overton and Mori Arty. This is one that is at Lords. Five year last 13, 170 or more in the first innings. Three of them in this fixture, though, interestingly. Nine of those games. One by the side, batting first. This is first Surrey versus eighth Middlesex on last season's Group South table. Oh, 
Holman Harris, Hellman Higgins. I think we've got a new uh, lead winner in our alliterative lead leaderboard. Um, so that's 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 a bit of fun. Uh, Richard Mann, did Middlesex not get the memo that this uh, tournament was starting? That's a question because they seem to have forgotten to sign players. Maybe they should get a few more H's in there. <laughs> the cost of living crisis, Sam. Maybe they can't afford it. I I don't know what's going on. I mean, it, it looks a really weak side, doesn't it? I think they'll be completely outmatched by Surrey. I guess the, their only hope is that it's a local derby, but Surrey surely too strong. Okay, uh, Paul Krishnamurti. Innings runs at Lords. Very interesting statage from Edward Hawkins. That's not something we say every week, but um, oh, I'm just joking, Hawkins. But bizarre, uh, these teams may bust the trend. Uh, how do we trade this market in general in the blast, as opposed to the IPL um, as well? When answering this, please. Yeah, well, it really, the same general principle applies to all white ball cricket and innings runs. I think you should always try to bet odds against. And then you should look to develop middles throughout the innings if and when the innings goes your way. Now, judging whether you think the pitch is an, uh, pitch in the ground is an unders or an over situation and which way the trajectory would be mid-innings, obviously, is a situation you have to decide on the day. But if you if you follow that strategy, by meaning that I say if you're unders, take the short odds online, like 1.6 downwards, or if you're back in overs, take the 2.8 upwards, and then look to middle. I think if you follow that plan and get it right 50% of the time, you'll make money just from the swings. Now, as for Lords, um, this is an interesting place. In England, it's very much about conditions, overhead conditions in particular. You've got quite a high return for 200 plus here, seven out of 22 first innings, but then there are only 970 plus. That suggests that that's actually only when you've got dream batting conditions. And very interestingly, Eight out of 22 innings finished in the 160s, which is a huge return. So I think in general, the plan here would probably be to look to back the middle, the 160 to 170 line from the start. You'll generally get about seven, eight to one, and then look to trade it from there. And just quickly to explain how to do that, if you, for example, if you can bet 160 plus at 1.5, and then lay 170 plus or 1.8 for the same returns, that equates to an eight to one shot. Okay. Um, some quick thoughts on the um, on the games, um, please, Richard Mann, and then Paul Krishnamurti, and then we'll go to um, players to watch. Yeah, I just mentioned Surrey and Middlesex, their second 11 have actually played at the, on the day of recording. Uh, Surrey won that one, surprisingly, but a lot of the big names got a run out. Runs for Will Jacks at the top of the order. He's got a feature in the Man of the Match um, calculations. And the other one, I'm not sure Tom Curran will be bowling, um, because I know he's been recovering from a stress fracture, but he batted at number four, made 34 hit. Look, he's, he'll be listed as a bowler. Wouldn't surprise me if he's a big price in the uh, Surrey top batsman market. So take the big prices about Tom Cohen. He could be set to go up the order. Okay, lovely stuff. Uh, Paul? Um, notable how low sixes are at Lords. Um, the 15 or more line comes in just 18% of the time. So I would suggest it's definitely an under situation. Okay, uh, lovely stuff. Hawkins, anything to add? Uh, Richard's covered Tom Curran for me uh, had him down to about higher up the order so that's great Eskenazi's got very little to beat for Middlesex had a decent bash coming in late into that tournament uh, when he got a run out uh, Toby Rowland Jones took a wicket every 12.6 last term for Middlesex so uh, could go well on top bowler for Middlesex but I think I think we can call it a day on the blast for this week 
Okay, well, that's that's good news, isn't it? Um, so, lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Uh, let's see if any of that lot make it into the best bets. Right, fellas, the five-point challenge now. Um, every week a challenger has five points to spend on the markets and the winner stays on. Um, we have a new clubhouse leader with Eddie Rivers, who's back for a third week and, and putting... You're all to shame, dare I say it. Um, Hawkins, you got the details. More winners for Steady Eddie last week. The Mumbai Indians and GT Double Highlight. Likewise, Deepak Chopar top wickets for CSK. This week, Eddie Rivers, five points. Ah, two points. Gujarat to win IPL at 2.4 on the exchange. Two points. Shubman Ginn, Gill, 10 to 11 with Sportsbook top tournament bat. And one point, LSG. To send Mumbai Indians home, we'd go over to the five-point challenge now for uh, Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti. I think it's Richard first this week. Uh, over to you, Rich, with your five points, please. Right. Uh, look now, Super Giants versus Mumbai Indians. I'm going to have a point each on Marcus Stoinis and Kunal Pandey in the Man of the Match market. And then I'm going to have um, half a unit split. Uh, well, 1.5 units split, half a unit each. Uh, two wickets look now to win or 11 to 20 runs. Three wickets look now to win or 20 to 30 runs. Or four wickets look now to win um, or 31 to 40 runs. And that they go from 17 to 2 to 11 to 1 to 12 to 1. And then over um, Surrey Middlesex, I'm going to have 0.75 units, Will Jackson, the man of the match market, and 0.75 units, Tom Curran, top Surrey batsman. Okay, I will have 1.5 points, Surrey Kumar Yadav, 4 to 1, top Mumbai batsman, VLSG, 1.5 points, Akash Madwell, 4 to 1, top Mumbai bowler versus LSG. And then in the final, whoever that is between, I have two points on under 170 first innings runs. Thank you very much. That is Cricket Only Better, episode 195, done and dusted. We're back next time for England versus Ireland in that first test of the summer. Don't forget to check out betting.betfair. Every single IPL game is previewed there, including that final at Ahmedabad on Sunday. We'll see you next time.